0: On this episode of AV Week, we take a look back at ISE 2020. Last time in Amsterdam, Jeremy Caldera, Alicia Henley, Megan Dutta, Matt Scott, Kevin McLaughlin, and Zoe Mutter, take a look back at the week. Four days in Amsterdam for ISE 2020. What were the big trends? What would we take away? And what will we miss about Amsterdam? All that and more next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry are you listening
0: to?
2: This. This is AV. This,
3: this. This.
0: This is, is
2: AV Nation. Nation.
0: This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 443, recorded Friday, February 14th, 2019. Live from ISE 2020. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. And by Middle Atlantic, what great systems are built on? And by FSR. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. If you're not watching this, but you're listening, uh, my voice sounds a little different because I'm using a different type of sure mic. Because we are at ISE 2020. Thank you, sir. Uh, we are going to do kind of what we do at other trade shows, where we do a cavalcade of fantastic and famous guests. With me to start off, uh, I'll call them my UK contingent, uh, my longtime good friend, Mr. Kevin McLaughlin. Welcome, sir.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, and my new friend uh, Zoe Mutter, who is the new editor for AV Magazine. Welcome, ma'am.
3: Cheers. Lovely to see you.
0: Good to see you. Good to see you. Well, last time, actually, both of us, uh, all three of us, saw each other was the AV Magazine Awards uh, back in October. So thank you for having us over uh, to your shindig.
4: Thank you for doing the, the commentary for us in your little. Green
5: room. In a
0: little group, yeah. It was it was neat. Me and Chris Netto. Um, hashtag AV in the AM. I think I'm contractually at this point obligated to say AV in the AM whenever I mention Chris Netto's name. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got to come over, got to hang out with some great uh, AV personalities over in the UK and, and from other places as well. Uh, you guys honored a lot of people that night. It's so really cool. This is our last ISC at, at, at Amsterdam. Uh, I'm somewhat hedging my bets on that for right now um i have no 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 knowledge of that i'm just saying who knows right uh the rye may expand the isc may decide at some point in the next 10 20 years sorry uh to um come back so let's say for right now this is the last time in amsterdam for a while kevin your impression of this show uh what were your thoughts what were your big takeaways
3: Um, Well, it was quieter than normal, which I liked. It had a kind of infocom feel to it. You could walk down the aisles, um, you could get places fairly quickly. Although, that's one downside of the is the fact that it's just, um, well, difficult to traverse. And I think Barcelona is going to bring some uh, ease of getting about and finding uh, the Mm -hmm. stands you're looking for.
0: Zoe, somebody who probably ran around as much as Kevin did, Um, you guys also had the center stage to produce as well, so you had several conversations. Uh, What were some of your big takeaways from this week?
4: I'd say again it it was easy to get around for us but obviously you had various obstacles to overcome with the coronavirus and then the flight delays and cancellations from the UK so I think even though there were some negatives it did bring everyone together because I saw people tweeting out trying to get lifts across in cars from from the UK so it it was only I'd say all the exhibitors it was down 50 Chinese exhibitors 20 non-Chinese but out of 1300 that isn't really that larger number, I don't think, but yeah, it was noticeably less busy on, um, on some of the stands, but then some of the halls, like Hall 1, 6, and 5, I thought was, there was pretty much a lot, a lot of traffic throughout the day.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's mention that for a second. The, the biggest manufacturer to pull out was LG, yes. right, uh, that's the most significant one. Um, but there were several others. Um, in addition to that, some companies decided to keep their Asia-Pac employees at home. So we had some reduction of, of attendees or reduction of people there as well. Um, Tuesday, the first day of the show, to me, seemed a little bit lighter because of both the coronavirus uh, concerns as well as the delays getting out of the UK. However, Wednesday, though, it, it picked back up again, uh, at least from, from my my vantage point.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean. I think Tuesday morning was really quiet, but then it just picked up, and, and there's been pockets where sort of log jams where you can't get past, yeah. and it was, it seemed normal, but then other places that were very quiet. Today's been very quiet.
0: It's, it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But yeah, was, it is.
3: A lot of the exhibitors I've spoken to have said that actually it's been quality over quantity, and they've had a better show, and, and um, one of the last uh, stands I was on, One Land, said they've actually had more leads uh, this year than they had last year, so. I think it's not necessarily been a bad show for a lot of uh, exhibitors
0: i've heard that phrase the quality quality over quantity several times this week right including today yeah. uh because it, Debbie and i have kind of the same we're both kind of like mentally like at the edge here but friday we get to walk around <laughs> a little bit more it? right yes yes. Yeah. and in having longer conversations because right? it, it, it is a little bit lighter show and, and several times today uh this morning especially uh, i had that quality over quantity is that something that you guys yeah. felt
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I've had more in-depth conversations rather than quickly having to run around the stand see everything you can. You can actually talk about plans down the line for things we can cover in the magazine rather than just seeing the new product. So, yeah, I've definitely seen benefits from it being less busy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, I'm going to turn the corner a little bit on you. Uh, The the Diversity Council had a fantastic event the other day. Uh, You've been heavily involved, especially over here in Europe and obviously over in the UK. Uh, I've been ple- uh, uh, pleasured to, to, to see, to be a part of two of yours, right? Um, talk a little bit about the, the conversation that happened the other day at ISE about diversity in the AV industry.
3: Well, um, the panel we put together, I think, worked so well. I mean, the keynote speaker, um, June Sopong, she's obviously a professional, but I think she really engaged the audience and she, she came up with a, a positive, she led with a positive about our industry. The, the fact that we're so open to, you know, the working class um, sort of group of people and therefore uh, we should actually celebrate the fact that we are doing something good. Obviously we can expand on that and become a lot more diverse as we know, but, you know, I, I, I really like the way she found a positive to start it off. And um, one of my favourite people uh, of uh, this show was Chris Hope from The Loop Lab. I mean, what a guy, you know, and that, that, that man can network and um you know everybody who met him just uh you know was was a, you know affected by his energy and what he's doing over in um boston is um well it's exactly the kind of thing we need to do to bring um a, a new group an underrepresented group of, of av professionals into our industry
0: yeah i met chris chris in uh in dc uh this past december he was on a panel that i was i was uh, talking uh, and Chris, what Chris does is is real quickly. He uh, gets underprivileged um, kids and, and teaches them the AV industry, and then gets them jobs. Right? That is a, that is a very very <laughs> concise version of what he does. It's obviously much more involved, but that's what he does. He gets kids that are underserved and, and, and in disadvantaged community, and teaches them the industry. It's fantastic. One thing that I want, I want to point out is the event that, that I attended with you back in in October uh, in London. One of the presentations. Uh, talked about um, all of the presentations. Talked about how uh, these AV professionals were able able to overcome adversity and different um, uh, different hamstrings in their life, right? Different different um, unfortunateness that happened, and how they were able to, you know, get help through the AV industry. One of the young women talked about the economic diversity, right, and the fact that she was so poor um, uh, in the in I believe she was in in northern northern UK. That's right. Um, so poor that she could not afford, they couldn't afford to go to college. She was on on track to go to college through a certain type of, of scholarship or grant. They canceled that program, so she was suddenly out of college, right? No way to pay for it and was very, very in, in poverty. And she was able to work way, her way out of that through the avian industry and through different employers. It was a fantastic story, but it's a part of, of diversity when we talk about diversity that we don't even think about, right, at least in the, in the States, right? In the States, we have certain, Demographics that we that we put in in categories, and these people are, you know, if if you're a woman, you sometimes we need to increase that diversity. The person of color in the in the states, you know, increase that diversity. But economic diversity is something we don't really talk about.
3: No, and and like I said, that's what uh, June Sarpong um, pointed out was uh, one of the positives of our industry. We're very welcoming for anybody who's working class. Having said that, um, it was um, uh, Jenny from Shaw that they gave that presentation, and she. She talked about how um, you still need a lot of luck and you need doors open for you, you know. And what a beautiful story, actually, that carries on from what you said, is after that event, she actually went back and um, reapplied to finish her degree
0: course. Awesome. So she's set up to do that now. Very cool. Uh, I mentioned this a couple of times. This is our last time in Amsterdam. Zoe, as you and I, as as media partners and and covers... We're going to start probably next Monday or Tuesday. Uh, looking at Barcelona, um, as 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 tiring as that sounds already. Um, but but in all seriousness, this is logistically it's it's a big it's a big lift. It's a heavy lift for your organization and my organization. What are you looking forward to, and what are you guys planning for for the next 12 months? I was
4: actually um, looking at our stand already. already? Yeah, back at the stand. <laughs> okay. It does seem much easier to get around the the halls i think there's eight or nine halls whereas right. here there's, there's about 15 and i think it's all down one central corridor and then the halls are in order off of that so i'm looking forward to that just it, it seems to be grouped more logically i think um i don't know if you've seen the the layout
3: not yet no. here it,
4: like, it, some of the sites just don't make sense where they're positioned at all yeah, so i think true. if people know what they're interested in they'll be able to go to a targeted area and it, it was actually quite interesting that they're Partnering with the next NextWeb yep. um, for, for next year's show, so I think they're just trying to branch out and do something a bit different. You know, kind of like a maybe like a TIDE conference for yeah. for IC. But yeah,
0: most yeah. likely the the TIDE. Uh, my, my understanding is they're they're probably going to try to look at TIDE again. Um, they've kind of put it on pause here in Amsterdam simply yeah. because they've lacked the room <laughs> to put yeah. tight on here uh, and they'll have the, the, the space to do that yeah, next year. I yeah. know
4: they're mixing up their keynote speakers a little bit because we had uh, Duncan Wardle deliver the opening keynote yep. here, so they're just trying to take a different approach each year. So he's former head of innovation and creativity at Disney. Yeah, that- and You wouldn't always expect someone like that to be on the, the main stage opening the show. But it was very interactive and really got the audience involved and it was really inspiring, Although I think by because of, of all the flight delays, I think everyone's not really thinking straight by the time he did that, so it's quite interesting doing it with the interaction with people, not really knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Great, but, I think they're probably gonna mix that up again next, next year and try and bring someone else completely different into the mix.
0: All right. Mr. McLaughlin is someone who's, who's hit this, these shores and these halls a hundred thousand times. What are you looking forward to in the next year for, for Barcelona?
3: For Barcelona? Yeah. Um, well, change is always good, I think, and... Um, I'm definitely going to go to IBC more often so I can still come to Amsterdam, yeah. <laughs> right. um, but having said that, Barcelona is a wonderful city and uh, yeah. I think it's, it's going to be good.
4: Yeah. I think some have expressed some concerns about the logistics of getting there, but I'm sure they'll, they'll work around it. Yeah. A few people I've spoken to on different stands, is that this is more convenient for them in terms of shipping all their kit across, yeah. but it's the same with any new location. You've just got to get used to it.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. I, I might not be able to have a white train anymore, and that's oh, sure You can.
0: It's just a long train ride.
3: <laughs> exactly. Well, for Americans, it's probably nothing at all. It's a
0: longer train ride. <laughs> we can go up through up through Alaska, you know, because we're close to Russia there. I don't. Know, I got nothing. All right. I'm gonna let you two get out of here, uh, Zoe. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very, very pleasure to have you. Um, how do people get a hold of you or AV Magazine?
4: Um, what my, my email or, <laughs> or just, just <laughs> on, on social on, on social on, uh, we're at AV Mag, um, Facebook, Audiovisual Mag, LinkedIn. We have a, a group um, and a company page. We've just redesigned the the whole issue, so new logo, new fonts throughout, new feature layout. So. Yeah, definitely visit our website and check out the digital editions because it we went big for ISE. It's our biggest issue.
0: Complete redesign. Absolutely. AV, AV Interactive on, on their website. Mr. McLaughlin.
3: Um, Instagram AV underscore Kev and Twitter uh, Kev underscore McLaughlin.
0: All right. This is part two of our coverage of ISE or AV Week from ISE uh, with me to uh, talk about what they found this week uh, is a first timer and an old friend Alicia Henley. How are you, ma'am?
2: I'm good i'm tired but i'm
0: good you're, that's that right there is there, yeah yeah uh and an old hat at this ISE game my fellow illinoisian mr jeremy caldera hiya bud how are you i'm, I'm doing well <laughs> you're doing well i'm not <laughs> as
6: tired but i'm
0: doing well i'm surprised at that since i've been out with you a couple times this week all right so um same kind of question same with of rep down um jeremy we'll start with you on this from an integrator standpoint Um, The first time you you came, you and I had a conversation about why, right? Um, One of those points is the fact that this has turned into one of the biggest, if not the biggest, four days of of announcing new products, right? Um, Not for nothing, but the last 14 days, let's say, has been uh, filled with announcements in general, both from a, a, a merger and acquisition standpoint, as well as brand new uh, announcements. So with that in mind, what were what's one or two things that you're bringing out from this week, whether it's a new announcement or just how the industry's changing in general?
6: Well, I'm sh- the industry changing in general, with all the announcements, I'm shocked at some of the acquisitions that I've seen this week, Yeah, right? Uh, that's been surprising in its own right. Uh, the show has been fantastic. There's been uh, some new products released. Um, I- I'm more impressed with, I think, how, and we talked about this last year. Uh, I wanted to see more interoperability and actual integration between manufacturers using more standards, less proprietary type information. And, and I think we're starting to see a lot of that uh, come to fruition. So, um, that, that's been impressive. I, I've been really happy with that. Um, even just you know, there are still some of our manufacturers who are very proprietary, but, but they're still starting to open up those conversations and talks with, with other people. And I think that's ultimately going to be good for the customers and the end users in the long run. So.
0: Yeah. Alicia, as a 1st time here, what was your first your first reaction of stepping on the show floor of the Rye?
2: My first reaction was it was like a lot calmer than a grand opening at Infocom. Right? Really? So I, ca- I came into this show kind of comparing it to Infocom because that's the biggest trade show that I've been to. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot more that I was looking for as far as um, enthusiasm, excitement, you know, streamers falling from the seedling, whatever it takes. Um, but once got it got going, um, I found it exciting. You had to hunt for those um, wow factors, in yeah. my opinion. Um, when you first walk in, you're greeted with the big shiny things. And when you want to really check out what's new and innovative, you kind of had to go and search for those booths and find them in this maze of ISE. So it was interesting. I've... I've had a good time though.
0: Yeah. It's a great experience. Uh, we're, we're, we're changing around our, 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 our camera shots here for those that aren't watching on video. Uh, we're overlooking Hall 2. And, and if you have been here in the past, you know the Hall 2 is one of the major ones. Our last shot, we're going to shoot over Hall 3. Alicia's right though. When you walk into this space and also obviously also on the far end of the of the, of the right. Rye, Halls 13, 12, yep. 11 and there, there's also a, a big um, pro, uh, projection system including one on the outside of the building at five o'clock every day, Uh, the projection method, right? Something that has been evolved over the last couple of years. They did another one last year. When you look at this show and you compare it to to Infocom, what can you compare and contrast the two between what they're showing, the possibilities, right? The experience, to use the Evixa phrase.
2: Right, Um, here is just a bunch of technology, not necessarily talking about that experience right and also i came here particularly to meet a lot of people and create that experience personally yeah. so it was cool to come across the pond and see what the conversation is like maybe it's a cultural difference this is my first time to europe as well so um again i had a good time but i'm looking forward to InfoCom as well
0: all right very good jeremy um we're looking ahead we, we've said this a couple times uh we are on our way to barcelona basically at the, this point um Look ahead as, as somebody who's been a, a volunteer with Evixa, but also as an integrator who does go to these international shows. What are you looking forward to to next year in, in 2021?
6: Uh, I I want to see if, if the experience becomes more of a thing, like she talked about. Right? We we see a lot of really cool technology here, stuff that we sometimes don't even get to see at Infocom, and um, I, you know, it's 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 great because companies like you know any integration company, companies like ours, you know, it's our job to create that experience using this technology. Yeah. And So I'm intrigued to see what next year is going to bring as far as the new tech goes. Uh, As far as the location goes, obviously it'll be a little warmer, so that'll be nice. Uh, I don't know what the hall layouts are like. I know that at Infocom you're used to Center Hall, North Hall, whatever it is. You get two enormous halls, and you can find those kind of outskirt, you know, booths around the outer edges that have the cool new tech that are five years from you know becoming major trend. Here, that's a little harder. You know, when you've got 15 halls of things to go see, you have to be a little bit more strategic about what you're going to look at. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see what the Barcelona layout looks like to see if that kind of simplifies things a little bit from a perspective of anyone that's a first-timer, if you will.
0: Absolutely. That'll be very interesting as as well. Um, I, I talked to an integrator the other day, and he said, I'm still in hall five, which uh, he's in hall five here at, at the Rye, and, and in that conversation, it is slightly different, not quite like like uh, Infocom in, in Vegas. Uh, there are a couple of different number, numbered halls, but there are, I think Zoe mentioned the fact, it's a little bit more uh, laid out. Uh, so. It's more like
2: a, I hear it's more like an actual grid. Yes, you know, more of a grid of system, of, yeah.
0: as opposed to, you know, uh, almost like an Amsterdam neighborhood of <laughs> yeah. houses put together is, is kind of how I put the Rye. Uh, Alicia, as we wrap up here, what, what are you taking away from your first time?
2: What am I taking away? It's good to come and make these connections, even if ISE or the, this side of the world isn't your market, you never know where it's gonna take you in this business, right, so it's yep. good to come across um, borders, explore. Um, there's a lot of manufacturers here that you won't see at Infocom because yep. that's not particularly their market, so it expands you to some things that you could possibly reach out to and bring home to your team, especially if you're an end user or integrator, so that's exciting yep. from that point of view. Um, and. This was. I was glad to have the opportunity to come. Like I said, I've never been to Amsterdam. First, first and last ISE, yeah. so this was a great experience, and it's it's overall a good show, a good place to be. It's the biggest show, AV show in the world. It's so the biggest why not? AV
0: show in the world. Absolutely, why not? Jeremy, what are you what are you taking back to back home to Peoria?
6: Uh, you know, I I actually have found some cool new tech that I, I need to kind of evaluate a little bit that that actually fits some uh, really interesting niches that I'm working on right now. So uh, that, that's kind of the cool thing about coming here. I do get some of that new technology that people who don't exhibit in the United States, right. uh, the challenge is going to become getting to source that equipment now yeah. that I want, because it does fill the need for something that I have, uh, so it's going to be either sourcing that or finding finding someone who has like a similar product right. or something like that. So we,
0: have, we have friends that work for distributors, so, we know, do. I'm just saying.
6: Yes, <laughs> I know, and those are people yeah. I will have conversations
2: with over the next
0: I, I'm certain. <laughs> I am certain. Uh, all right, Alicia, how do people get a hold of you if they are so inclined, ma'am?
2: at the smooth factor on all the platforms um smoothfactor.com everywhere and also if you've been keeping up throughout, throughout the show you can go to premiere mounts info um basically their Twitter Instagram and catch up on some stuff I was doing on the show for too
0: some very cool videos thank you so uh, I, I I uh I felt I felt the one with you on on the uh, on the sub on the subway this morning so yeah yeah that's every morning on the train yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so. I wanted to capture a little bit of what we were doing outside of the show floor as well. So, again, great experience. Follow me at Smooth Factor all across platforms.
0: All right, very good. Mr. Caldera?
6: Uh, you can get my blogs and everything else at uh, IAStechnology.net or my Twitter, which is Jeremy underscore Caldera. All
0: right. All right, last part of our cover, our AB week from uh, ISE 2020, because I haven't said this yet. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. It's the 14th, so happy Valentine's Day, Megan.
1: Happy Meghan.
0: Valentine's Day, Dad. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Megan Dada from from ASEAN. How are you? I'm great, how are you? I am well. Uh, And the uh, compadre and the guy that I couldn't get rid of at all this week, Mr. Matt Scott.
5: How are you? I am well, how are you? Great. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's
0: Day. It's awesome. What? It's awesome. It is. It is. Uh, So we are overlooking Hall 1 now. Yes. Which is really the one that we've been kind of overlooking all week. Yes. Uh, Really. um, so, uh, we've been kind of very, very blessed uh, to get this space. Uh, yes, thanks, thanks to Mike to Blackman, IAC. thank Mike Blackman and ISE, and of Vixen Cedia. Uh, our friends over at Christie gave us the, the video wall that we were standing in front of in, in actually all week, but also here um, at the first segment. Um, Matt, I'll start with you. You're the one who ran around more than I did. That's uh, true. On a bum the leg, no less.
5: That is also true.
0: So, what, what do you have taken away from this year?
5: You know, it's an interesting question, and, and everyone you run into asks you pretty much the same thing. How'd you feel, what, what's your impression? And like we've been saying for a couple of years, it, it's been incremental from a from a technology standpoint. Yeah. Everything is, is a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit better here, a little bit better there. And I think that one of the main conversations that I had about that was we keep making this move into kind of the IT world, right? Trying to take things from them uh, as far as we're seeing a lot more as, as a service, whether it's software or hardware, whatever, right? Again, that's an IT centric uh, thought process. That's what incremental advancement is. That's an IT process. They sell you a box and they upgrade the box and they upgrade the box and they upgrade the box. It's not a this, hey, let's do something big and flashy. It's let's just keep making stuff better for you. And a
0: lot of times that's firmware, right? It's not even a completely new box.
5: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Or software. That box. It's not a new box. It's that exact box. You're getting new software, new hardware, new firmware, new features to it. And I I think this is, again, kind of that watershed moment where our AV world that we've played in and loved for so long can just continue to get better down the road. And it's not going to be this groundbreaking, you know like it was when we went 1080 to 4k
0: yeah
5: we're still going to see some of those but it, it's going to be incremental and that's perfectly acceptable that's that's a-okay we like it um it, it's wrapping our heads around that because we were so used to big shiny box
0: yeah it's been, yeah. been my
5: main takeaway
0: megan something that's happened honestly probably the last five or six years manufacturers have quietly dedicated to ship what they show at this show A- any show really uh, I don't think that any of them had made a, a big ginormous press announcement saying we guarantee you that we're going to ship in 90 days or 60 days or whatever, but they've all kind of quietly amongst themselves said, you know what, this is probably a good idea, mainly because the inter- integrators in press for the last 20 years have given them crap about vaporware, right? One of the things though is at Creston's booth, who they did not get away from that, but they did have a, se- a se- section in the center where they weren't saying anything about ship, they were just saying this is possibly the future you went through that talk about that for a second
1: yeah i really like that idea because you want to see kind of the concept car sometimes and you want to see where the companies are going so instead of just talking about what they're thinking about doing you can see that they're actively working on it but they won't give ship dates because they know it's coming i still asked
2: yeah but you know
1: some of the well some of the stuff was working demos so you know it's not going to be that far away but some of the stuff wasn't and so you know it'll be longer you know maybe two years for some of that stuff but They
0: had some neat future forward things, and it was interesting to see where they're going as a company. Matt, I want to get both both of your perspective on this. There were a number of announcements this week, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not going to pick on any one company because there were were a couple that did this, of companies getting into new spaces where they haven't traditionally been, which suddenly puts them in direct competition with others right and Matt as an integrator you know this you have a favorite amplifier you have a favorite switcher you have a favorite IT switch and let's say you have a favorite speaker 20 years ago those were all made by different companies and probably all made by different corporations now that can all be made by the same exact company it can have the same screen print on it yeah talk about it from an integrator standpoint what are the good side and the bad side of that
5: well the the good side is the one that they're all telling right is that all of a sudden, you're simplifying your supply chain, you're hopefully simplifying your service chain, your support chain. You can go to manufacturer A and get 90% of what you need to complete any project and, uh, again, have a a cohesive solution. The downside of that is, and again, I'm not picking on anyone particularly, or even saying that this is going to be accurate, but there's always that potential that go to manufacturer A or manufacturer B, and they have that complete solution. But what you really need to build the best you know, experience and, and solution for your client is a little bit of both. Okay. And it's understanding and at times, dare I say, pushing back against that manufacturer who says, no, we need you to buy this full line. And say, well, it's not always the best solution. Sometimes it, it makes sense to take pieces from different manufacturers to make that product better. And I think it's going to be you know, a bit of a growing pain. We, we've seen this, as you've said, over the last couple of years where these manufacturers just keep expanding their footprint in the markets they play in and the, the, the products they supply. It will be that, that learning curve of how you apply that in your own business. And that's really what it comes down to is your business because you may be able to go and do that and just buy from a single supplier and be perfectly happy and fit all of your points.
0: Megan is somebody who covers this and you used to work for a manufacturer as well. Some of this has been through, I'm gonna say pure innovation. In other words, they they created these these products from the ground up. Some of them have, have been mergers and acquisitions, right? Talk for a second about the differences between, you know, looking at and covering a, a company that said they homegrown this, right? They, they their, their R&D is what is what produced this product opposed to somebody who is purchasing it, right? Purchased a company and then had to integrate it, like Matt said, back into their company.
1: Well, I think sometimes people feel more comfortable with someone that that's literally all they focus on and do. And it's harder to integrate. I know there's a lot of, even just company cultures are different when you merge. Like, LeGron has not to pick on them, but they have so many brands now, it can be difficult to merge all those cultures into one. So sometimes people on the outside feel that change. Yeah. But I also think there's a lot of partnerships that people are working on. Instead That's, of creating competitive products, they're working together when their products are similar to create a, a full solution for yeah. an integrator.
0: One one company, and again, this is not to highlight anybody, I uh, talked with our, with our buddy Simon Dudley, who works for Logitech. They had several announcements this week that were some of the, the normal players you'd expect they have one with Google, they have one with Team, they have one with Crestron. Mm-hmm. That one right there was huge from, from both companies. Yeah, yeah, from both companies' camps, honestly.
1: We have an interview with that, an exclusive on AV, network.com.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I think it was huge. Well, and that's a really good key,
5: though, is you're seeing that we saw that between Sennheiser and Bose. Yep. They're, they're and again this is the two fun- sound companies two sound companies coming together to make a package that fits that solution again just as we were talking really really well and i think that's the again the, the double-edged sword of this is you have those manufacturers saying hey we make everything buy it all from us yep. at the same time recognizing that there are times when in you know press case adding logic into that is a natural and very very effective fit it's just a matter of Again, navigating what those relationships work or look like and how they suit your business and your clients. You know, at the end of the day, this is still about, you know, the, the end user, the client. And you've got to find the way both from the integrator standpoint, the consultant standpoint, the manufacturer standpoint, you have to find the best possible way to provide that experience to that end user. So,
0: Megan, uh, real quickly, uh, we talked to Kevin McLaughlin about the Diversity Council uh, meeting. Talk to you about the women's council the links of women's council you guys had a meeting and also a presentation uh this week whether it's here at isc which which is important from an international standpoint but also at infocom and others uh the chicago chapter which is the closest one to me because i haven't gotten off my butt and started the same lowest one uh you guys have one the first week of march um how important are chapters like that and, and events like this at isc at infocom to bring folks together
1: I think it's a great way to not only bring people together for networking but also to encourage diversity to attend these shows you know if they know there's a place for them and they're not gonna feel like I'm the only person of color I'm gonna be the only female there and they can go meet other people like them it's really gonna help grow the show and it also gives it visibility to everybody else
0: all right Matt as we uh, wrap up here no, um, no Canadian Council what no Canadian Council uh, both of you guys starting. there's three no, of you no
5: no no I know there's a women one but I was specific, yeah, there's no, diversity there's women in AV. No, no you're on in the AV. international yeah. the international
0: council oh
5: okay <laughs> I didn't get an email about that one
0: uh, you got lost I should join that I um, ask you both this all of us are heading to Barcelona next year yes uh, in 12 months uh, what are your thoughts as we leave Amsterdam what are your thoughts as we get into Barcelona
5: uh, on one hand I'm going to be sad to see Amsterdam go this, this city's grown on me more than I thought it would um, the, you know, the mishmash of halls and the massive commutes hall to hall won't necessarily be disappointing, but we still don't know completely what we're going to get in Barcelona. I haven't been there yet, haven't taken a look at it. Uh, it it's going to be entertaining. I'm looking forward to maybe not bringing my massive parka because I'm cold and a wimp at times. Uh, no gloves and scarves should be awesome. but. I, you know, it's one of those things, as much fun as trying to get out, and see the city uh, for a little bit is, we're here for business. Uh, I spend the majority of my time on the floor or sitting at a restaurant. The, the local scene matters, but it, it doesn't. It's, uh, I'm more excited to you know, see all the manufacturers, see all the, the people that we've come to know and become friends with. Yeah. And that's, no matter where it is, we'll still have that community. And that's, to me, that's
0: the, the, the bigger driving factor.
1: Absolutely. Megan? Can I just do a what he said? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's go. good. What, what he said. said. Great. What yeah. he said.
0: All right. That'll work. Uh, thank you both so much. Ms. Megan Dutta from SCN. How do people get a hold of you or SCN?
1: can find me on Twitter at Megan A. Dutta and
0: SCN at SCN Meg. All right. Mr.
5: Scott. Hey. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Matthew Scott, and uh, here at AV Nation, you'll find all of our videos, as well as Resi Week, which I host as well. In addition to occasional guest spots on AV Week, when Tim lets me come in pontificate,
0: possibly, possible soon, potentially, maybe in March or April, maybe in March or April. We'll see. I all might right.
5: even host it once or twice. Who
0: knows? Maybe stay in March stay or April. Dun,
5: dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun.
0: All right. Uh, for me, don't follow me on the Twitter's uh, at this point. I'm talking about the Blues football season's over and i don't like baseball it was
5: uh, over like second week for you next, right? i know
0: i know bears fan um but for more importantly uh matt and a couple other people work really hard on our website so go check that out TV. that's TV. you'll find programs like this and a host of others including all of the work that matt did and none of it that i did on at isc this week that's correct ISC 2020 uh, also check out our underwriter section these are the folks who help us financially and support us help us bring you AV Week, and Matt's Resi Week, and coverage of ISE 2020, all that and more. I'd like to thank Mr. Matt Scott, I'd like to thank Tess, our shooter, and Mitchell, our ever-patient editor, <laughs> who has a roll of tape on me now that- He
5: has jokes for days. He does, indeed. We keep him highly, if you, if you ever doubt the entertainment of our B-roll, yeah. one, you'll never see it, and two, Hopefully. it's fantastic.
0: Like, if he ever if he ever like ends up missing, We'll all see we'll know it. why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but we'll also have, we'll have the B roll. Yeah. Um, we'll also, thank it. you to the Christie and to all of our sponsors, to Bose and to, to Control 4 um, and to all of our friends in the industry. Uh, Megan's here. Um, behind the scenes here is friends. is uh, Jimmy Caldera and Alicia Henley and uh, uh, Meg Mackina, uh and uh, Gina uh, Sansevero. Uh, Mike Blackman and and Dave Obuskis and uh, Tabitha uh, O'Connor from ISC and for uh, Infocom and uh, CD. Honestly, uh, it's been an interesting five-year run for us here in Amsterdam. Uh, I am going to personally be sad to see us go. Uh, Looking forward to Barcelona. Uh, Looking forward to the next adventure. But really, really humbled after five years. We're still doing this. So thank you all so much. Thank you much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That is all the time we have for AVE.